Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free reviews, recaps, and sometimes recommendations for whatever we read this week. So, Amy, what did we read this week? We read Nine Perfect Strangers by Lane Moriarty. It's Leanne, I'm Leanne. Sure. Oh, I'm so sorry, Leanne. Leanne Moriarty. We all know who she is. She HBO also, knows H- who she HBO is. HBO has a very personal <laughs> Nicole relationship. Nicole Kidman is it's tied Reese with Reese Witherspoon so... is good friends with her. Yeah, etc. Okay, well, so basically, there's nine strangers. The end. <laughs> uh, okay, so unlike the HBO interpretations of them, which are always set in America, uh, Leanne Moriarty, all of her books are actually set around like the northern beaches in Sydney. So this one yeah. is actually set in the Blue Mountains, which is slightly inland from Sydney and north. Yeah, northwest. Northwest. By like, you get in the car, it takes about an hour and a half. So it's a set at a health retreat that goes for, I think it's like a 12-day or a 7-day or a 5-day health retreat or something, whatever. So you book in and you go to this secluded place in the Blue Mountains that is very beautiful and lovely. And you come out a whole new person. And you come out a whole new person. Mm. It's called Tranquillum House. And it's run by a Russian, Russian lady called Masha. Masha. And she's, you know, like goddessly gorgeous and very fit and looks lovely and like someone who could, you know, using her clearly good sense of, you know, fitness and nutrition could turn you around in a week. So nine strangers all turn up and buy their kind of one place. So they've bought their one ticket for this health retreat. And so we follow an author at first... Her name's Frances. And we, she's, well, she's our main person we follow. She has the most predominant voice, but the all of the characters we switch control to all the of narrative. Them. Yeah, exactly. Times. But Frances, we come to the most. So for the most part, it's Frances, who is a kind of middle-aged, divorced writer whose last novel was, like, totally slammed by the critics, and her publisher is thinking they'll drop her. So she's kind of in a crisis. Yeah. We have... A family of three, so a mother and a father and Zoe, and the dad's name is something. This is so unimportant. This is unnecessary information. Oh, I thought I was in charge of character names. Yeah, but there's nine of them, and I think it's unnecessary. Right, I'll stop now. And they're very much like archetypes as well. So it's like dad, mum, daughter. Yep. And they've got a bit of a thing going on. They're like trying to reconnect as a family by coming on this health retreat together. The daughter's, you know, like. 19 or whatever, might be turning 20. Yeah. She might turn 20 while they're on the health retreat. Late teenage. Uh, And they've got kind of a family tragedy that they haven't really dealt with effectively, so that's part of what they kind of, the journey they kind of go on. And then there's a young couple who are very young but incredibly wealthy because they have won the lottery and it's about how that's affected their marriage and their lives and she's kind of turned into a different person and blah blah There's also an older guy who I want to say is named Tony. but His I name think, is Tony. Oh, thank God. I was like, I feel yeah. like just every guy of that nature in my head is called Tony, so that's why I didn't And he was it. a AFL player or he was a football player. He was a footy player back Has in the been. day. Gone He's to a, seed. Yeah, exactly. Wants and, to lose weight. Yes, and kind of, you know, someone has sent him on this or suggested he went on this thing. How many is that? One, two, three, her, the two um, guys. There's Carmel. Him. Whose husband has has got a new girlfriend and just sort of ditched her. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And there's one other guy. Yeah, I can't, he's a lawyer. Yes, he he's is. He's a yeah. family lawyer and he's there because his boyfriend 
is like let's settle down and have a family and he's, and he's like, like no i'm so hip and i cool. need time to think about yes. that so yeah so that's kind of the nine of them and then next to marsha or helping out marsha is like her kind of offsider and they have a bit of a backstory as well he used to be a paramedic and now he works with her at tranquillum house so basically it starts with them all arriving we're introduced to all of the characters in a very kind of i would say cinematic way. yes a very cinematic way and then we meet kind of the woman who runs it and she's, you know, fabulous and a bit reclusive. We and meet there her are... first. We meet yes, her we in the paramedics yeah, straight up. And then we – you kind of go on – It's then we kind of just – that's kind of it. We follow them over the next five days. It's as much about – so there's a bit of a – there's a backstory and a mystery and a trauma for Marsha and there's one for kind of all of the other characters. All of them have something about their past that they are trying to understand or deal with in order to move forward. And over the course of the book, it's all revealed. And the nature of Tranquillum House comes into question and it gets revealed. And that's kind of it. I think anything else is spoilers. Yeah. It's very much Leanne Moriarty, if you've never read her stuff, even more so than Big Little Lies, which is the one that's already been adapted by HBO. And they're all kind of mystery boxes in, in their style, like in terms of their kind of thriller suspense chick lit stuff. Yeah. They're always about relationships. And she always – this is probably the only one. So we get a flashback at the start to what happened to Marsha at the start to kind of mm-hmm. give her a kick up the butt to make her change her life. And then we have, like, kind of flat – not really flashbacks, but we kind of have, like, little kind of people explain their backstory as you go through. Mm. But it's actually the only one, almost the only one of her novels – oh, no, not the only one, but a lot of her novels tend to jump backwards and forwards in time. And so, no, like ten years prior, and you or know. like something happened six months later, and now we're six months. Now we're a week before the event, and now we're uh, so yeah, they no, kind this of one, and this you one don't know what the event like is. This five is just years a straight, earlier. Yes. Now, six it's years pretty later. much just a story straight through, mm. and the, I guess the heart of it, the mystery of it, is the characters. It's a character. It's very much it's just an ensemble a, cast. Yeah, and it's but it's about it is about their characters, and mm. they all go through an experience together, and they're all changed by it. And yep. that's kind of... That's a summary. That's it. That's a spoiler-free recap. Good yeah. work. So, enough of me. Ugh. Would you recommend, and I'm so... Uh, you're really interested I'm to interested hear. I'm interested to hear your takeaway because Amy would not have picked this book up. It's interesting because for the podcast, we obviously both recommend and bring the books to the podcast. And it's not... Before we did the podcast, I would never say to Amy, and you would never say to me, you should read this book. I don't think you're going to like it. Like, it's not your bag. Because we were talking about this just before. We have kind of in the Venn diagram of what we read. <laughs> yeah. There are some things on your on, way on the left-hand side of your Yes, circle. where it's like you would never, never read that. Go but I love, love, love that book. And similarly, there's things that you would come back to time and time and time again that I'm like, meh, I'm not into it. I'm not keen on it. So those things that are kind of close to the middle or that I want, I want your feedback on because I think I'd be interested in your feedback. I really love now that we have the excuse of recording the podcast for me to be like, Go read this and tell me what you reckon. That's what, what this what was. What do you expect me to say? Shallow and uninteresting. Okay. So go. What do you – I want to know what you say. I found it 
And this bit's going to sound a bit cliched because all the reviews say it's gripping. I did find it gripping. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, You know, I was like, all right, well, what happens next? What happens next? I didn't find it deeply emotionally gripping. And part of the reason was the characters, like you said, are all sort of stereotypes. So much. So a lot of them I was like, I don't actually care a lot about you. The ones that I liked were I liked Frances. And I think it's because we spent the most amount of time with her and she was the voice of reason. Yes. Um. I liked, I came to like the Ben, who was the lottery winning yep. guy. I had no sympathy for his wife. <laughs> Me neither. I didn't mind Zoe, the young girl. I had some sympathy for Zoe. And and what I think, though, helped me develop sympathy was because she and Francis had a lot of chats. Yeah, that's true. So she was yeah, channeled through Francis for us. I hated Marsha. I yeah. hated Marsha. But I think you're supposed to. I don't but know. But the thing is that. Had Marsha, I would have been quite content with nine people go to a, a health resort, they connect, they change. I'd have been really content with that narrative. For me, the inclusion of Marsha and her backstory was completely and utterly skippable and it brought the book down for me. Yeah, she fair. was so unlikable. Yeah. I found her so unsympathetic and even the moments where people were like, oh, she's changing me, I was like, don't care. But I feel I like... don't like her. I felt like it wasn't Marsha that changed them. What changed them was, and this is, again, I will say this with distance because I read this book mm, probably three months after it was released, which is about a year or more Mm. ago now. Uh, And so... So when we say what we read this week, it's one of us read it this week. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That's fair. I read it this week. Yes, I had read it and remembered it well enough to not need to reread it. But my, I felt like what changed them was trauma. So the experiences at Tranquillum House are not we all went and did some yoga and then it's over. Obviously, I don't feel no. like that's a spoiler because obviously the book it's, is more dramatic yeah, than that. So she, Marsha, has like newfangled ways of wanting to try and make their be change. So you don't feel sympathy for you know a house fire if the ha- if the trauma of the house fire changed you. No, you like you don't. Also, that's don't, how I approach her. I, I feel like she's want, a catalyst. She's not a character. But if she's a catalyst, that's fine. Stop making I us spend so much time with her. Yeah. Two thirds, you know, a third of the novel. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. In her space, I'd much rather spend time with some of the other characters who I'm. You know, I could have spent more time with Ben. Yeah. I could have spent more time with Zoe and her family's story. I could have spent more time with Frances, who was dry and cynical and actually quite fun. So Marsha brought it down and I found it. So the sort of the book is in like two parts or no, like it's in a couple of parts. Let's say episode one is the coming together. They get to the house. Episode two is settling into the house, meeting each other beat change. Something happens that makes it go from being a yoga retreat and eating wheatgrass smoothies to, to being. Else. And I was like, oh, this is a pivot. Are we now in an escape room? Yes. It got a little bit weird. It got suddenly, it felt like it I, It changed genre midway. But that again comes back to Marsha's character of like, she feels, which again, so again, a very shallow stereotype that Russian sense of like hardship makes a person. You overcome hardship. That's how you grow yeah, strong. And, that's how she's and it is, and it but... is shallow. It's a shallow nationalistic stereotype that's not like is not 
a deep understanding of Russian people at all. But again, that's what that is. It's that taking, making everyone feel really comfortable and now pull yeah. the rug out from under them but to then, make them change. Yeah, I, I just, I, I did enjoy it. Mm. I read it all the way through and I would describe it as a gripping. Flawed. Um, well, I think that's sort of admitted in the title of Nine Perfect Strangers. Lol. Yeah. But there were definitely skippable moments yeah. where, and I, because you told me to read it, you said it's going to be a TV series. Yes. Read it because it'll be everywhere shortly. And I don't know whether it was because that was in my mind, but as I read it, I was storyboarding it. So I, it's quite, I think it's her writing. You, It felt like it was being written for the screen in sure. how, I how think by it was the time... constructed and all the interactions between characters and I could see like cuts yes. here fade to black. That's how it sort of felt in my mind. I think by the time she was writing Nine Perfect Strangers, that is true. Because Nine Perfect Strangers came out after, so all of the first season of Big Little Lies had aired and she had kind of blown up as a name. And then Nine Perfect Strangers came out a little while after that. So I actually feel like if you read her stuff that comes earlier so from before big little lies was picked up and before it was ever made into movies and tv mm. her writing style is slightly different i would say right. less cinematic okay i i did i enjoyed the cinematic it wasn't a problem yeah. but it was just highly visual on my mind and i think that's also contributed to why Marsha annoyed me yeah. so much it was because i was like, like oh, fast forward constructing this, this yeah. world and i was thinking yeah i'd just be like 30 you know go forward 15 seconds go forward oh there's someone who is in Marsha. play yeah. Yeah. that's how i'd be watching it as if it was a tv series yeah but you can't go fast forward fast forward in a book you just go so that was a bit convoluted but i did enjoy it i felt Marsha as a character okay Fair enough. I thought it had some good moments. So I've read a lot of Leanne Moriarty. I haven't read everything she's written because some of it's not great. And, I've like, there's some that I've started and then been like, nope, I'm out, because she is very much mystery box. So it's a – she comes up – almost seems to come up with an interesting dilemma to foist some characters into and then – create some characters to experience the thing she wants to play with. So when the thing she wants them to engage with, either like a lifelong lie or an escape room, a, a health retreat that's kind of crazy or like one of them is about a woman who hits her head at the gym and forgets 10 years of her life and so like this whole marriage is broken down and she doesn't remember anymore and blah, blah, blah. Some of them are a little bit tedious. This one, I look, I didn't mind it, but I totally agree with your assessment. I felt like there were bits of it that, I mean, I feel like Marsha's backstory really should be something that I super sympathized with because it, it was really close to my heart, you know what I mean, in terms of it being about family and yeah. things like that, right? Usually I'm quite quite readily sympathetic, but, I, yeah, I couldn't get sympathy for her I couldn't either. also because I had... When you have her story, then you have it next to the sort of family tragedy that yeah, Zoe, and, that her Zoe and her parents were have in. Gone through, yep. I was like, this- I feel like I've only got so much sympathy to give in the space of this novel, yeah. and mine's absolutely being pulled by this other narrative because you're irritating. So I don't really care about your tragedy. I care your about her tragedy. Story. I care about her tragedy. It didn't justify for me 
her present behavior. That yeah. I think was the problem. Yeah. But you know, it was just some characters res- like resonate with you and others don't. They were they were was, amoral. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. I felt like it was. I felt like it was. Okay. It was all right. I didn't mind it. It's not – so there are some of her books that I have read more than once. Actually, that's a lie. There's one of her books that I have read more than once. But this is not it. This book, I don't feel I the need to ever read it again. will make a much better TV series Agreed. than it will a book. Yes. And I think reading it – that it will transpose very well to an American setting, yes. which is a pity because the Blue Mountains are gorgeous. Agreed. And Francis has this, like, sort of dry Australian humour yes. that I quite enjoyed. Though when I look but at the, the cast were... that is going to play all those roles, I think it'll still be okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I actually think it would work much better as a TV series than it does as a book. But it was all right. And if you have a desperate need to go and read it, it's completely readable and fine. It was very readable. It was very quick paced, which yeah. I appreciated. And that's what I think motive, you know, got me through the, you know, I didn't have to spend like 80 pages with Marsha. No. It was like four pages. And they then do. I was it with jumps. someone it's else. It's little scenes. It's little scenes. Didn't have to spend too long with Jessica. Thank you. She was super annoying. Oh. So I guess in terms of would I recommend this book, mm. if I were going to... If someone said to me, oh, my gosh, I've watched some of those HBO things and I think I really like Leanne Moriarty as a storyteller, what should I read? This would not be the one I would recommend people to read. It is not her work that I feel shows what she does to the best kind of light or whatever. Okay. So we'll have to do one of the ones that you think is better at a later episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you a break, though. I won't make you go back to... Though she is an Australian author and I feel like we should... No, no, no. I'm happy and and I'm stretching my, you know, fiction synapses, but... Yes, I'm very proud of you. Can I say I am very proud of you for open-mindedly approaching this book that is so far out of the wheelhouse of what you would choose to read or pick up in a library and go, I'm going to give that a go. Like, it's not your cup of tea, which no. is why I've never recommended this, it to This, I think, is a I'm on an aeroplane flight from <laughs> Brisbane to Hobart and I'd read this book. Yes, and that is the context in which I have read a lot of them. It's that type of book yep. or it's a poolside yep. cocktail afternoon read this book. Girls mm. Weekend Away, I feel like it's that kind of, you could read it in that kind of context. Bit of noise around you, glass yes. of wine. Yeah, but I'm not curling up on the sofa reading this book. No. It's not a cosy book. So not that that's what a book, good book needs, but, you know. Yes. It's wintertime. So Trash or Treasure, I think it's Trash. trash yeah, yeah, I, I think it's Trash. I'm not um, going to reread it. I will not reread it either. Didn't even reread it for this week's podcast. I remembered it well enough to not need to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. So that's it. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time for more Trash and Treasure where we will bring you another spoiler-free recommendation, maybe, recap, review, whatever, of whatever we read. And until then, happy happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.